1: 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
2: Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve A. Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. President Biden remembers Bloody Sunday in Selma, Alabama. We have the story.
3: A man is dead after a motorcycle SUV crash in Andover. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead.
4: I'm Rodney Price. A Union Pacific train derailed this past weekend south of Wichita. We'll have the details coming up. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Ann Holliday. Yesterday, we hit 75 for the high in Wichita. The cold front has already moved through. That will bring down temperatures a bit today. Our full forecast on the way here in just a few minutes
2: president biden honored civil rights heroes who marched in selma alabama 58 years ago on what has become known as bloody sunday
5: president biden and
2: civil rights
5: leaders crossed the edmund pettus bridge over selma alabama hundreds of people that have been out here all day waiting to catch a glimpse of the commander-in-chief also crossed the bridge it was in 1965 when civil rights leaders crossed the bridge they were beaten they were hit with tear gas, a dark day in American history. One of them was the late Congressman John Lewis, who many say the bridge should be named for.
3: A man is dead after a motorcycle SUV accident in Andover last evening at the intersection of East 21st and North Prairie Creek Road. Butler County Sheriff's Office says the motorcycle was headed eastbound on 21st when it hit an SUV going westbound. The driver of the motorcycle died from his injuries, while the driver of the SUV suffered minor injuries. Investigators say the motorcycle rider was not wearing a helmet.
2: A Union Pacific train derailed in Sumner County in the community of Riverdale, north of Wellington.
4: The incident occurred around 5.15 p.m. Saturday. No one was injured, and there are no hazmat concerns at this time. The Sumner County Sheriff's Office says two intersections are blocked at the 500 block of East 80th Avenue and 77th and Western Avenue. Union Pacific says it will take a couple of days to clean up the derailment. Rodney Price, KNSS News.
3: Sedgwick County has a new election commissioner. Laura Rainwater was appointed by Kansas Secretary of State Scott Schwab. Rainwater is a lifelong resident of Sedgwick County, a graduate of Wichita State with a degree in business management. She replaces Angela Codillo, who resigned last year.
2: Two people are dead, six others injured after a shooting at a house party in Georgia.
1: Police in Douglasville are investigating the shooting at the crowded home. This neighbor weighing in.
6: I believe they were having a birthday party next door. It was just a lot of young kids, all came at one time, um, and it just got chaotic. It got really crazy, really fast. We normally don't have that type of energy over here.
1: Investigators say there were well over 100 people at the party. A fight escalated which led to the shooting. The conditions of the injured victims are not known at this time. Chris DiMaio, Fox News. Ukrainian
3: soldiers fought Russian troops seeking to capture the town of Bakhmut. Fox's Steve Harrigan is in Kyiv.
7: This city of Bakhmut in the east doesn't appear to have any major strategic value, and yet it is shaping up to be one of the biggest and bloodiest battles of the war. The two sides have been going at it for the past seven months in trench warfare, really using artillery with enormous death tolls on each side, Ukrainian soldiers at the front line say the sound of artillery is almost constant.
0: It's relatively calm here now, isn't it? Yes, for now, it's calm.
7: There used to be 70,000 civilians who lived in Bakhmut. Right now, about 4,000 left.
3: And the Russians appear to be controlling three sides of the city. Kansas has news time now,
2: 7.03, three minutes past seven o'clock.
3: One final regular season home game for the Shocker men's basketball yesterday afternoon. We'll have highlights coming up in sports.
2: city of Wichita is replacing the grass at Nasker Park with artificial turf. That story and more just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted now. 7.07, 7 minutes past 7 o'clock on a Monday morning. The city of Wichita is replacing the grass at Natsker Park with artificial turf. The council approved the change because officials said it was too difficult to maintain otherwise. Supporters of the move say it will save the city on irrigation costs. Crews are expected to begin installation Tuesday, tomorrow, and it should be completed in three weeks.
3: A prominent Democratic senator is not going on the record yet on who he will support for president.
0: While a recent Fox News poll indicates many Democrats would rather see someone other than President Biden run in 2024, West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin is also holding off on supporting the president. He said on CBS Face the Nation...
4: Any decisions I make politically will not be done until the end of the year. I'm focused on fixing what's wrong with Washington.
0: Manchin is also not saying more concerning his own political future and whether he will seek a third Senate term next year. Grinnell Scott, Fox News.
2: A rare infection is blamed for the death of a Florida resident...
4: Health officials in Charlotte County, Florida, advising residents to exercise extreme caution when washing their face with tap water after a man died of a brain-eating amoeba in February. They believe the man may have caught the infection by washing his face or rinsing his sinuses with the infected tap water. They're advising the county's 200,000 residents to take precautions not to get the tap water into their nose where the single-cell amoeba can easily travel to the brain. Infections from the amoeba, known as nagliri fowleri, are rare. And because infections have no known effective treatments, they're about 97% fatal. Sue Guzman, Fox News.
3: Anyone poisoning schoolgirls should face the death penalty. The first statement from Iran's supreme leader on a mystery terrifying the nation.
1: There have been suspected chemical attacks at more than 50 schools in Iran in the past four months. Social media flooded with videos of upset parents and girls in emergency rooms. Ayatollah Ali Khamenei says if the incidents are shown to be deliberate, they'd be an unforgivable crime. But there are no details about what chemicals may have been used or who could be behind it. Unlike neighboring Afghanistan, Iran has no history of religious extremists targeting women's education. Jonathan Savage, Fox News.
2: KNSS News time now, 7.09, nine minutes past seven o'clock.
7: So far this morning in traffic, uh, you know, things going uh, pretty well so far, although the traffic volumes really have started to pick up out there. Uh, right now in Wichita, the gasoline prices... Still no change over the weekend. $2.99 a gallon still this morning. I've spotted a few better prices out there. Uh 294 21st Street North and 127th East. Traffic update from 98-7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers.
2: And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 Podcast with Kansas Today Meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Good morning, Ron L.
6: Hey, good morning, Steve and Ted. How you guys doing? Good, good. good. Here we are. Yeah. yeah, new week, and it looks like things are, once again, going to be pretty nice out there. Officially 75 degrees last, uh, yesterday on Sunday in Wichita. So now for our Monday, it's not going to be as warm, not going to be as windy either as we start to cool down. We had a cold front that slid through the area, and this is going to bring some cooler air our way. But as far as uh, the afternoon high reaching... The low to middle 60s, it does look like it's still going to be pretty pleasant out there. And then uh, we'll also still have a a bit of a breeze as well. Mixture of clouds and sun today, and we'll keep those partly cloudy conditions going through our Monday night. By tomorrow, it does look like uh, we'll uh, start to see a a lot more cloud cover, and this is going to lead to our next chance for rain. So far, going with a 20% chance Uh, for our Tuesday. But once those chances arrive, it looks like they're going to stick around as we go throughout the rest of the week. So far, the two days that uh, look like we'll have uh, the best chance of seeing some of that rain, it looks like it's going to be Thursday as well as Wednesday with a 40 to 50% chance. Once we uh, get into our Friday, it looks like chances sticking around, at least through the first half of the day. But uh, we should gradually see that moisture move out just in time for this upcoming weekend, which is when we'll see mostly to partly cloudy skies. And high temperatures still cool, only getting up to around that 50-degree mark. So once we cool off even more tomorrow, doesn't look like there's going to be much of an improvement from there, at least when it comes to our temperatures. Right now we are at 45 degrees. Uh, seeing some cloud cover out there, it's been intermittent, uh, uh, patchy and spotty. Uh, we do have a north breeze at 12 miles an hour, bringing that wind chill, feels like, temperature down to 39.
2: All right. Sounds like another good one, at least for the next day or so. And yeah. uh, appreciate it. Thank you, sir. That's, of course, KSN Store Cracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today Meteorologist Ron L. Williams. 7-12 now, 12 minutes past 7 o'clock, Stephen Ted. Monday, March 6th, another beautiful, sunny, breezy day across south-central Kansas Sunday as Runnell said, the high temperature 75 degrees. That is 20 degrees higher than the normal for the date, which is 55. <laughs> what a weekend. Wow, beautiful weather. All right, uh, March 6th, what happened on this day? This date in 1981, Ted. What do you think? Hmm, Any idea? You got me. Walter Cronkite signed off for the last time as principal anchorman of the CBS Evening News. A position he'd held since what the fifties. The end of an era. Uh, basically, you know, there were other anchor teams and anchor anchor people. Actually, we had three networks at that time: mm-hmm. CBS, NBC, and ABC. Walter was the uh, he was the he was the king. He was the watermark man. Now, he yeah. he was a uh, in World War II. He was a wire service reporter. Flew with the uh, flew with the guys over Europe when they were bombing, making bombing runs, and uh, cut his teeth over there. And came back and took over that desk. That, and he was there to tell us about, of course, the Kennedy assassination and the space flights. Walter Cronkite. And the was, Vietnam War. And the Vietnam War. And i uh, tell you, at one time, he was the most respected man in America.
3: No doubt. Everybody trusted Walt. They trusted him. He was yep. like an yep. uncle.
2: Actor and director Rob Reiner, 76 years old today. Meathead is 76. Meathead and all in the family, 76. He also, as a director, he directed Stand By Me. Uh, the romantic comedy, When Harry Met Sally, and the military court drama, drama, A Few Good Men, which I thought was excellent. It's a great career. I mean, this guy's had. Uh, he's been a really, really good director. He's not. He's no her, There's no doubt about it. Rob Reiner. He's having a birthday today. All right, Ted. Big weekend. Let's see what I had. To, we had. Uh, oh, Friday night. Uh, the granddaughters. My granddaughters cheering for the Bishop Carroll girls team. The boys' team had been eliminated from sub-state. The girls' team won fairly handily over Hayes. And so the Bishop Carroll girls' team go to state, and, the, and my granddaughters will be cheering for them. I think it's Emporia tomorrow or Yeah, Wednesday. I think five
3: A's up in Emporia. Yeah. So uh, Bishop
2: Carroll girls have been fun to watch this year. I've been to several of their games, and they're very good. They're, they're very aggressive. They play hard. They play hard basketball, and they're, they're fun to watch. So good luck to them. What else we got going on? Hmm. Do uh, you, you have anything exciting happening other than say you had to work over the weekend? You did the PA P announcing for for basketball.
3: Yeah, basketball yesterday, baseball Saturday. great Iron rehearsal. Good. Had a busy weekend.
2: You were busy, no doubt about it. Okay, so basketball season, you're not finished yet, or are you on that? As of now, yes. They could go to the tournament.
3: You never know if there's some sort of postseason tournament awaiting. No. Until it's actually final, but.
2: We'll see. Very good. I wanted to mention that uh, last evening, Shelley and I were, after working out in, uh, in, <laughs> in the garage and doing some things in that beautiful weather, we were kind of tired, so we ran an errand out to the east side. While we were out, we phoned in an order for some uh, chopped sirloin to the Salutes restaurant over on the north side, right on the way home. Dropped in uh, to pick up my meal, and I'm standing there at the counter waiting to pay for it. And who taps me on the shoulder? jack kellogg Hatman Hat jack. jack says come over to the table he said i want you to meet somebody so i took you we went over to this table and there was a gentleman there a friend of his fellow by the name of steve kreiser and steve basically said uh, he listens every morning and he loves the radio show he loves our show so how shout about out, that shout out to jack Hatman jack and kreiser having a little dinner there sunday night at Savutz. uh so yeah good weekend good weekend Uh, Just a reminder that the uh, rock band Journey along with Toto coming April 8th to Wichita's Interest Bank Arena. And we want to send you to the concert with our Login and Listen app contest. Now all you have to do is download the Odyssey app, log in, and for every hour of listening to KNSS, you earn one entry to our Journey Ticket Giveaway Contest. Contest runs through March 18th. You can find the rules at knssradio.com. So, begin listening to KNSS if you haven't already on the Odyssey app. Yeah. A U D A C Y, and good luck from your friends here at KNSS.
3: Pretty easy to do there, and should be a ter- could win you some Journey and Toto tickets. Terrific, terrific concert.
2: Seven seventeen now. Stephen ten in the morning on KNSS. It is sports time again. Here's Ted Woodward.
3: College men's basketball yesterday afternoon at Coke Arena. Seventy five hundred fans on hand. The Shockers hosting South Florida to finish up the regular season. Close game at halftime. But the Shockers put up a huge second half. South Florida basically only got four baskets in the second half. They got one there at the very end for their fifth one. But for the most part, the Shockers held the Bulls to four baskets in the second half. Shockers led by three at halftime. They ended up winning it by 20. And senior Craig Porter Jr. on his senior day was massive. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl had the call of the game on 103.7 KEYN. Porter catches, goes to the rim. Reverse layup of beauty. Craig Porter now with 21 on another great finish. Porter would end up with a career-high 24 points, five blocked shots, five assists, as the Shockers won their eighth straight time against South Florida. And uh, South Florida has never won a game here in Wichita. They're 0 for 5. All right, the Shockers finish out the season with a record of 16-14, and 14, and they are the number six. Uh, team in the American Conference. No play in the conference tournament later this week. The Wichita State women play in the opening round of the American Conference tournament in Fort Worth today. Very first game of the entire tournament. Wichita State taking on Temple. Steve Strain will have live coverage of the Shocker ladies at 1245 this afternoon. Listen live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Wichita State softball, home opening weekend at Wilkins Stadium. 23rd ranked Wichita State, winning two more times yesterday. In the first game, beat Bradley Handley 9-2, 700 fans on hand at Wilkins Stadium. And then the second game was really close, but the Shockers won it. Beat Western Illinois 2-1 in eight innings. A perfect 4-0 weekend for the Shockers softball team. They are now 16-3 on the season, and they are on an 11-game winning streak. College baseball yesterday right across the street at X Stadium, Wichita State, finishing up a three-game series with Oakland. The Shockers lost the opening game of that series on Friday, but then they pounded Oakland on Saturday and did the same yesterday, beating Oakland 16-2. Shane Dennis had the call of the game on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH.
1: And Stroh slams one high and deep to right field and way out of here,
4: off the Decker Memorial. Seth Stroh hit ball a ton into that cross breeze. His second home run of the series, and it's 8
1: to nothing.
3: Shocks would go on to win that game, like we said, 16-2, and nicely done. The Shockers win two out of three on their home opening weekend. They won five out of six overall, 1,400 on hand at the game at X Stadium yesterday. It occurs to me I don't think I gave the final score of the basketball game. Shockers won the, that basketball game 69-49 ended up being the final score. Uh, well, it's Monday, so we have our WSU Coaches Show night, and we got back-to-back-to-back to back to back tonight. We'll start out with men's basketball coach Isaac Brown at 6 o'clock, baseball coach Lauren Hibbs at 7 o'clock, softball coach Christy Bredbenner at 8 o'clock. Listen to all those tonight on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. In men's basketball, the Big 12 Conference handing out its awards for the season as voted on by the head coaches, K-State head coach Jerome Tang named the Big 12 Coach of the Year in his first year on the job. In the preseason poll, K-State was picked to finish last place in the conference. They ended up having a great season and took third place in the conference. KU junior Jalen Wilson, the unanimous pick as the Big 12 Player of the Year, led the conference in scoring and rebounding this year for the Jayhawks. Other honors. K-State senior Keontae Johnson, unanimous pick for the Big 12 newcomer of the year after having medical problems in his career, came back strong this year, second in the conference, averaging 18 points a game. KU sophomore K.J. Adams Jr., named the Big 12 most improved player. Didn't put up a lot of numbers last year on the national championship season, but this year, 10.5 points, 4.5 rebounds a game. And KU junior DeWan Harris Jr., named the Big 12 defensive player of the year. Finished in the top four in the conference and steals some of your Big 12 conference awards this year in men's basketball. And that's sports with Stephen Ted.
2: 721 now. Keep it here for a house call for health. A top White House official is downplaying a report from the Department of Energy on the origins of COVID 19. That's coming up with Stephen Ted in the Morning here on
1: KNSS. Stephen Ted in the Morning is sponsored by Sindio HR and Payroll Outsourcing. Go! This is Stephen Tad on ninety-eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. Good morning, Steve
2: McIntosh, Ted Woodward. Seven thirty on this Monday morning, forty-five degrees. Will he or won't he run for president? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis won't say yet.
5: The first state in the nation to hold a presidential nominating contest for Republicans will get a visit this week from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's expected to go to Des Moines and Davenport, Iowa, Friday and meet up with Governor Kim Reynolds. Last week, Fox News host Brian Kilmeade asked Desantis on his radio show about disparaging remarks former President Trump makes about him.
7: He can say you know what he wants about me. I always give him credit for the things that he did uh, that were positive, and I'm and I'm appreciative of a lot of, of the things uh, that he did. Doesn't mean I you know gr- agree with with everything.
5: Desantis says he's focused on his book and the state's legislative session, and as for a presidential run, he'll think about next steps in a couple of months. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News.
3: No charges will be filed against an off-duty Wichita police officer who was working security at Roller City on New Year's Eve who was involved with an altercation with a teenage boy. Sedgwick County District Attorney Mark Bennett explained in a news briefing that in order to bring charges against the officer, he would have to prove that the officer's response to being hit in the back of the head was not a reasonable reaction.
2: The young man coming in by all accounts and punching the
0: officer in the back of the head was an illegal act on his part. It then triggers the officer's ability, like anyone would have, to defend himself. So you look at self-defense.
3: The incident began when a teenage girl was asked to leave the premises. She refused and attempted to hit an officer herself. Another teen, identified as the girl's boyfriend, jumped in and struck one of the officers. The officer has been on administrative duties since the incident and is now awaiting the conclusion of an internal investigation to determine if he followed the department policy.
2: At City Hall Tuesday... The Wichita City Council will take up the
4: city's code of ethics. Policy 39 was adopted nearly two years ago, and it created an ethics advisory board and procedures for investigating alleged violations. The policy is one of six new agenda items scheduled to be discussed at City Hall. They will also look at federal financing for the Biological Nutrient Removal Program project. The proposed amount is just over $191 million dollars and will cover up to 49% of the project cost. The city will also receive funding through the State of Kansas Clean Water State Revolving Fund. The council will also discuss a design agreement and funding for reconstructing 135th Street West from Central to 13th Street North in the western part of the city. Rodney Price, KNSS News.
2: Kansas Gas Service will be resuming normal billing practices in April. Late payments were suspended during the pandemic. But on April 1st, the company will be bringing late fees back. Customers have the option of contacting the company to see if they qualify for making alternative payment arrangements if necessary.
3: The Fed chair and the CEO of Norfolk Southern head to Capitol Hill this week.
1: Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell will give his semiannual report on the economy to Congress following the central bank saying further interest rate hikes are needed to curb inflation. Powell will testify in front of the Senate Banking Committee on Tuesday and the House Financial Services Committee Wednesday. Alan Shaw, the CEO of Norfolk Southern, will appear before the Senate Committee on Environment and Public Works Thursday. Likely to face questions on the Ohio train derailment, the decision to burn off some of the toxic chemicals on the train, and whether the railroad has been investing enough in safety to prevent future incidents. Kristen Goodwin. Fox News.
2: Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan.
4: Good morning. We have a northwest wind. That is signaled a cold front has moved through and that will bring a change in our weather pattern today with temperatures coming down about 10 to 12 degrees compared to yesterday. Mostly sunny with a high 63 later on this afternoon, clouding up overnight, low 38 and we will have off and on chances of rain from Tuesday through Thursday afternoon. I'm KNSS, Meteorologist, and Holiday.
2: Now mostly cloudy, 45 degrees. We have a north wind at 14 miles per hour. Stephen 10 of the morning here at KNSS 733 on a Monday morning. And it's time for Mondays with the Mayor, Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple, with us this morning on this Monday, March 6th. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. Here we are. Hello. Here we are. Here good morning. Are. Can you hear me? Yes. Loud, loud and clear. Listen, oh, uh, we understand you're going to you have a meeting tomorrow. The Wichita City Council will meet. And one of the uh, items to uh, talk about is the uh, ethics policy, ethics policy 39. What's going to happen with that? Are you, any revisions you're looking at or changes? Uh,
5: man, it's like Groundhog Day with this policy. It's something I've been working on for a uh, long time since I became mayor. Uh, and now we're finally to the point where uh, the changes to it is is about really executing the plan. Uh, so... For example, some of the we, we worked with Wichita State University uh, just on how can we define, make definitions uh, in our, I guess, in the policy so it's better to to uh, implement. You know, for example, uh, we re, we're doing changes like replacing sister and brother with the term siblings or active member of a political party we're defining that so if you wanted to serve on a board and you happen to be a member of a political party we're not going to hold that against you <laughs> because that's your first amendment right uh, but we don't want uh, you know people on the uh the committee of course the, the ethics board who have a um a partisan agenda so it's really just about crossing the t's dot in the i's at this point uh we are professionalizing our um our not just the policy but also uh the uh, implementation of that by having uh, a budget for an independent contractor, a, a lawyer to, to help uh, review these ethics complaints uh, when necessary. So uh, it's, it's moving along, uh, but, again, it's something we've been working on for years, so I'm glad that we're to the point where now we're really doing a deep dive into the implementation of this and making sure that there's no unintended consequences.
2: $400 million for downtown development, uh, a new plan coming out on the table, I guess. Have you had a good look at this uh, plan that's come out?
5: For the Century 2, uh, yeah, actually, uh, thanks for bringing that up. We had a meeting, uh, a afternoon meeting, on uh, Tuesday to just further the conversation about Century 2, really the uh, East Bank. What do we want to see out of our uh, riverfront river over there? Um, and this plan, it, it checks off a lot of boxes. I want to make make it clear that we are still looking for input so we can continue to check off those boxes to make sure that whatever uh, comes forward is a plan that uh, the majority of folks want to see happen. Uh, So Century 2 right right now, as many know, it's dated. uh, It has its purpose, and we are willing to keep it uh, as uh, up up to speed or up to date as possible moving forward uh, as is. However, if we were to implement this plan, uh, Century 2 would be uh, pretty much renovated. Uh, It would still remain, and then also we would add in a modern um, convention center uh, that right now our our convention capacity is not to the standards of other comparable cities it's about 45 million dollars a year we can bring in from conventions if we had a more modern facility so uh, it's basically just a, a furthering of the conversation we've had over the last few years about you know development in that area. It is 400 million dollars, <laughs> which is a sounds like a lot, except the last plan was over a billion dollars. Mm. Uh, so actually, being able to keep some of the old structures like Century 2, like the uh, old library, uh, and just renovate saves us a lot of money. Um, but you know, it, it's probably going to need a, a, a vote of the public uh, to move forward with. So it's going to be one of those where not only are we going to continue the conversation, um, but we need public input and want to make sure we have public approval. uh, Just, just resounding public approval, because like I said, this conversation has gone for a long time uh, before we we break ground on something like this.
2: The new plan, does this have any facility for exclusively for performing arts, for plays and concerts and so forth?
5: So really, I'm glad you brought that up. It's really one of those, um, That's one of the the items that we need to clarify before we move forward with any type of plan like this. From my understanding, the current plan does not have a performing arts center uh, within its plan. And the reason why is my my understanding is there's talks in the private sector, uh, nonprofit sector, about um, fundraising and having a a private uh, option for a new state-of-the-art performing arts center. Uh, If for some reason that doesn't materialize, we need – to figure out okay well you know well, what's the price tag for, for creating a performing arts center uh, as well because century two would be converted into more of a uh, to, with a different purpose uh so yeah that's one of the, the discussions moving forward that we have to have before uh and uh, got to have a plan in place before we really break down on a project like this uh, i don't see this coming to to, to realization until you know probably uh, at least another year or so um yeah. where, so that's the other thing I want to tell people: this is not, this is not moving, moving fast at this point. We want to get it right uh, and make sure again that uh, the investment uh, is one that uh, folks want to see.
2: Performing arts center, you're looking at something with a stage big enough to put on all the, the plays and performances we want, terrific acoustics and seating. What, three thousand, maybe four? What do you, what do you think? Something like that.
5: Yeah, I mean, I would default to people who know what they're talking about when it comes to um, oh, plays. Uh, I won't.
2: What uh, <laughs> would no,
5: you probably do? Probably more than I do. No. Uh, but um, you know, Century Two, our consultants tell us that uh, it's really about modernization. It's about uh, um, having uh, spaces where you can uh, transform into more seating, uh, so that you can have bigger shows and then shrink it down for smaller shows. When it comes to performing arts, you're exactly right. The performing arts community has talked to us about how uh, Century 2 has its challenges because it's older and because of its shape, it's very tough to um, to, to bring in. I think uh, some of the modern amenities that uh, these shows bring bring along with them. So uh, that's part of it. Is if we going for a new performing arts center uh, it has to just check all the boxes that our performing arts community uh, wants to see out of it uh, so that that's a good point we, we got to make sure that um, we highlight the fact that it's not just another you know moving forward it, it's not just another place for performing arts it will be an upgrade it will be a better uh, facility and one that could probably attract even uh, more shows uh, than, than currently Century 2 can.
2: All right. What else you got going on tomorrow? Anything exciting?
5: What else do we have? We got a two point four million dollar grant um, that is being shifted from a nonprofit over to Ku Medicine. Uh, it is a grant about uh, that is uh, focused on implementing best practices uh, for improving health literacy, uh, mostly in response to COVID and some of the um, you know some of the uh, issues that arose after COVID about uh, disparities when it comes to uh, access to health care, um, education on. on Best practices with uh, you know during during the flu season during a COVID season, uh, so that grant uh, is going to go over to uh, University of Kansas, Wichita, uh, and continue to uh, serve in our community. That's you know I think 2.4 million. It's federal money, so it doesn't come out of any of our uh, accounts. Uh, but uh, it's we're trying to make a healthy Wichita, and so we're, we're glad to partner with KU Med and uh, take it from there.
2: All right. Well, I we appreciate you being with us this morning, and uh, look forward to talking to you next week, there, Your Honor. Excellent.
5: Thanks a lot, guys. Okay. Take care.
2: Thanks. Which we'll mayor, Brandon Wimble. Mondays with the mayor, Steve. At Ted of the morning here on KNSS. There you go, Ted, at Performing Arts Center. You, you, you know what, you, you, what? What was the show that they couldn't put on? They just didn't have it. wasn't big enough or something. You remember it was? It was
3: well, I think they've had popular. trouble with Phantom coming in here. It yeah. Was a problem. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. If you're looking at because some of the things that they Put along with that show.
2: All right. Well, I'm sure there's room down there to put something in, but <laughs> so like you said, don't get too impatient on this because by the time they get all the input on it and everything, it's going to be a while before we make it. Finally, pull the trigger on anything. But uh I saw the, you saw probably saw the renderings, and it looks pretty. Well, good. renderings always look, look good. Oh yeah, that's right.
3: I mean, the renderings of the Hyatt looked really good until they <laughs> built it, and I was like, oh really. <laughs>
2: Oh, well, stuff yeah.
3: renderings always look a lot better than what the final product is. I suppose so. All right. So oh, remember the rendering of the ballpark? There was going to be a Ferris wheel there that the Douglas and, yeah. and McLean. And all these I was like, that looks great. And then they actually built it. I was like, where's all that other stuff I saw in the renderings? <laughs>
2: well, that could be easily left out. 742 now. Stephen Dead. Keep it up for the Wichita Business Journal update this morning. Two Kansas men arrested charged with exporting aviation-related technology to Russia. That's coming up. Stephen Ten in the morning here on KNSS.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
2: ten in the morning, KNSS 746 here on this, uh, on this Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Basketball, Wichita State 69, South Florida 49 on Seniors Day. Two. Sedgwick County has a new election commissioner, Laura Rainwater, appointed by Kansas Secretary of State Scott Schwab. One. President Biden and others. Remember, Bloody Sunday anniversary in Selma, Alabama where demonstrators marched 58 years ago. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. We just had a traffic accident reported. This is on Meridian,
7: uh, pretty close to uh, I-235, but uh, they're saying on Meridian, uh, pretty close to I-235. So you want to watch for uh, a bit of a slowdown around that area. Uh, we also already have a bit of a slowdown going on uh, up north on I-235. Northbound headed towards that north junction where all the road construction is
2: at. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Mostly sunny today with a high of 62, to the, to 62 degrees. Yesterday's high was 75. Increasing clouds tonight. The overnight low 37. Then on Tuesday, cooler. With a 50% chance for rain, tomorrow's high, 43 degrees. Now mostly cloudy, north wind at 14 miles per hour, and 45 degrees. Hatman Jacks, the nation's third largest hat store, can help you find just the right hat for any lifestyle. With the change in season coming soon, make sure you're ready for any kind of weather. Hatman Jacks is open Monday through Saturday, just north of Riverfront Stadium at the clock tower in Delano. Even 10 in the morning on KNSS, and an annual Internet policy conference returns to our nation's capital today.
0: Members of Congress, government policy advisors, and industry execs are taking part in the annual State of the Net conference in D.C. The event hosted by the nonprofit Internet Education Foundation that's pursuing a decentralized global Internet. It says to promote communications, commerce, and democracy as experts discuss emerging trends, including Internet security concerns, like that of Chinese-owned social media app TikTok. That's made headlines over its alleged harvesting of U.S. user data. TikTok has been banned on government devices in cities and states across the country. The controversial social media app is also one of the State of the Net conference's biggest sponsors. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Friday brought the cap to a winning week on Wall
1: Street. Stocks ending higher for the day and week. The major averages gaining after data on the U.S. services sector showed its strongest activity since the summer. The signs of economic resilience outweighing concerns about inflation. Big cap tech stocks were among the gainers with Apple leading the charge after Morgan Stanley raised its price target for the tech titan shares, while Costco stock was one of the worst performers of the S&P 500. The wholesale retailer delivered second quarter earnings that beat forecasts, but its revenue was lower than estimates. The Dow winners Apple, Boeing, and Goldman Sachs. The Dow decliners, Coca-Cola, Merck, and Salesforce. The Dow up 387 points. The Nasdaq up 226. S&P 500 up 64. Hillary Barsky, Fox News.
3: And a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Two Kansas men arrested Thursday in connection with allegations that they illegally exported aviation-related technology to Russia According to a news release from the U.S. Department of Justice, the men arrested were Cyril Gregory Bayanovsky of Lawrence and Douglas Robertson of Olathe. According to the government's indictment, the pair owned and operated CanRus Trading, which is said to have provided Western avionics to Russian companies, and provided repair services on equipment used in Russian aircraft. The Justice Department alleges the men conspired since 2020 to evade U.S. exporting laws by attempting to hide... The end users of their equipment and services.
2: One Major League Baseball franchise is adding some Wichita flavor in time for opening day. Freddie's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers announced this week that it is opening its first MLB stadium location March 30th in Bush Stadium, the home of the St. Louis Cardinals. As the Wichita brand, founded in 2002, has rapidly grown, it has been moving into more high visibility venues. Beyond its long established restaurants. Uh, that has included Freddie's first airport location in 2022 within Will Rogers World Airport in Oklahoma City.
3: Coke Industries announcing its president and COO, David Robertson, has been named co CEO alongside Charles Coke. Coke has been CEO of the Wichita based company since 1967 and will continue to lead the company as well as remain the chairman of its board of directors. That's Local business news from the Wichita Business Journal.
2: 7.52 now, Stephen, Ted, in the morning here on KNSS. And today is National Frozen Food Day. There's something to celebrate, Ted. Maybe we're going to have some parades and festivities. Recognizes the preservation feat that freezing fruits, vegetables, and meats have been on modern life. It's been a bit of change. The observance takes a look at how frozen food impacts our daily lives, its history. And how far it has come, the American inventor, entrepreneur, and naturalist, Clarence Frank Birdseye the Bird's second, Eye. yeah. receives credit for developing the method for the flash-freezing preserve flavor and quality of foods. Yeah, frozen foods day. Okay, so what do you get? You know, frozen vegetables. I think of, you know, broccoli and that sort of thing. There's all kinds of frozen foods. I mean, pies, cakes, treats. Everything. So the frozen foods I buy are the dinners. The dinners. Yeah, what's well, a good dinner now? They used to have, well, Bird's eye, I suppose makes one. I'm a
3: huge fan of. I I usually get the Swanson. Swanson. Well, there's you a brand name. The Swanson mac and cheese, the Swanson Swedish meatballs, Swanson good. meatloaf, Swanson Salisbury steak. Doesn't take long to f- to fix that kind of thing. Yeah, no, nope, that's the that's the that's the convenience of it. Is yeah. it's it's ready in six minutes. Yeah, you know you don't have to be uh, you
2: know be a snob about it and go out to eat every night and spend a lot of money. Just get you some frozen food and put it out that way. Seven fifty three, Steve at ten in the morning here on KNSS. I think my wife is going to do uh, some sort of a spaghetti casserole tonight that she's never tried before. Oh, something new. Yeah, she's going to spring that on I me. Mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it'll work just fine.
3: Yesterday, as Shelly and I got out, I've never been a fan of putting spaghetti in a casserole form. I think I prefer it in its original state.
2: I do too, but you know, now and then the whole Chicago has a baked spaghetti, or they did, that I think is outstanding. It wasn't bad, yeah. Yeah. I've kind of forgotten about that. Well, let's see what happens with it. Now, last night, we were, she and I were out, my wife and I were out running errands and so forth, and it took the time to phone in an order to go. At uh, Savute's Restaurant in North Wichita. well, I went in to pick it up, Hat Man Jack's tapped me on the shoulder and said, Hey, come here. I want you to meet somebody. And he was eating dinner with a friend of his, Steve Kreiser. And he wanted Steve to meet me and me to meet him. He's a big fan of the Stephen Ted show. So, you know, it was nice. So what's not to like? So it's nice to meet somebody who likes what we do. And he was very nice about telling us, telling me what a great job we do. Thank you, sir. We appreciate that. Very good. Any little uh, encouragement is always welcome. Today is Stephen and Ted's show number, what is it, number 6,370.
3: 6,370.
2: 6,370. So, we're just going to keep going. There you go. One more at a time. One more. 7.54 now, Stephen Ted in the morning. Coming up uh, 8 o'clock, top of the hour, save with Stephen Ted. In the 8 o'clock hour this morning, we have the latest on ceremonies remembering Bloody Sunday in Selma, Alabama. Ted has sports on the way.
3: Yeah, we'll check in with Shocker Softball, Shocker Baseball, see how they fared on their home opening weekends. Plus, entertainment news is coming up, right? Yeah, well, uh, coming off the weekend, we'll get you your all your entertainment news coming up. Got some good audio, some good folks appearing. That'll be at 835 this morning. And Monday morning traffic and weather in the 8 o'clock hour. Stay with us, Steve and
2: Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.